Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Uh, it's very exciting to have you along with us where you're listening to us on your favourite podcast app or you're watching us on YouTube. And we talk about having special guests, Ethan. Yes. Welcome to the podcast, by the way. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, we talk about having special guests on the podcast, but I think this would probably be, would you think, is the, the top top billing? The peak of special. The peak of special peak guests. Peak of special. The most special. <laughs> yes, we've flown these guests in from Wales just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. <laughs> for no other reason, just for the podcast. Um, come on, please introduce our special guest for us. Uh, we are joined by John and Sue. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. His name's Roger. Oh, is it? Roger? Roger. It's John Roger. So we're saying Roger. This is great. Okay, no. This is is good. Keep this in. Yeah, yeah, no. This is great. Who has told us? So is it John Roger? Well, John being my first name, John is on the passport. Yes. Okay. But you Uh, prefer Roger. But I was always called Roger up to a stage uh, that uh, the only person that called me John was the dentist. Oh, I went to. Okay. And it just stuck with me then. Yeah. But everyone calls me Roger. Oh, there so you right. go. We will definitely call you Roger from the rest we of the defi- podcast. We can Has anyone call called you Johnny Roger? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> JR. JR. Yeah, I like okay. JR. Yeah. That's very regal. That's excellent. Very, um, feels very masculine, very manly. Oh, I JR. love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we, we're not your dentist, so... That's no, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roger and Sue. Yet. Yes. No, <laughs> I, I do not have any plans on being a dentist. I think I would do nothing but damage. Yes. <laughs> um... So Roger and Sue, mm-hmm. can you tell people uh, why you actually are here at Zorro Revival Church um, from Wales and where you're actually from in Wales? Well, we live in Cardiff. I've lived in Cardiff for nearly 70 years. Um, Roger's lived in Cardiff for 76 years. Nice. <laughs> so we're Cardiff people. <laughs> uh, although I was born in the valleys, in the Welsh valleys, the mining valleys originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and our son moved here in 2000 and for a year um, and met his wife and now lives here with three children. He lived in Kirui. And when we first started coming out here to visit him, um, he became a Christian when he was 18. Um, sadly has wandered away from God since but he knows how how important it is to us so we started going to Gaimea Baptist Church because we're Baptist Um, we're all Christians but that's the church we go to at home and then when we came about four years ago he said I found a new church for you I think you like it it sounds good it's called Soul Revival and of course it's in Kirui Mm -hmm. so that's why we started coming Mm -hmm. and felt at home straight away didn't we Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, the people were so friendly to us and we just got fine and we just look forward to every time we come mm. here that we continue our membership here, if you like, you know, <laughs> coming back again. Distant yeah. membership. Yeah, yeah, this is the third time. We were here four years ago, then three years ago, and then, of course, with COVID, mm, it's yes. the first time in three years. So this is the sort of our third visit. And we do come for a long time because if we come all this way, oh, we usually stay. And the reason we come mainly, obviously, to see the family, but it's to childcare over the summer holidays. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's why we're picking the children up today. <laughs> Again. Well, thank you for coming. I mean, oh, it's been really so lovely, first of all, to come to church. And admittedly, this is the first time I've met you before, before yeah. we yeah. actually yeah. started yeah. recording. But mm. thank you so much for coming and also choosing to come, like being willing to come on the podcast. Um, so we always it's called the Cheap Lunch Podcast. <laughs> so we like to ask our guests um, when their first, or the first question that we like to ask is, "How do you lo- like to eat your hot chips, Roger? Do you want to go first and tell um, us?" 
Well, if they're made by a chip shop, yep. like we have lots of fish and chip shops in Cardiff and everything, um, I just like chips on their own with oh. and lightly salted. Yes. Is it, now, can I ask you a question? Is it regular salt? Uh, regular salt, as far as I know. Because mm. chicken salt, does that exist in Cardiff? Don't recall it. Excellent. That's why it sucks, Ethan. That's why. However, however, <laughs> if it did exist in Cardiff, he would have picked it. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of chicken salt before? No. no. There you go. So what we, what we think we found out was it was a type of salt developed in somewhere in South Australia. Yeah. And they took regular salt and put spices and things in it. But it became really popular with British expats. Is that right? Yes. I don't know no, why. Right. Yeah. I don't like chicken salt. I mean, I'm not... I've eaten chips with chicken salt before, but I much prefer regular salt. And that's a battle we have on the podcast here is that <laughs> which mm. one is better? Yeah. Is it chicken salt or regular salt? I love chicken salt. I think it's fabulous. When we've been to... Um, what's it? Joe? Joe Junior? Joe Junior. Joe Junior. Yes. You... I do, is that chicken salt they put on it before it's they give it to you? Yeah, it's like yellow, yellowish. Yeah, it's, yep. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's quite nice. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So for you, Roger, it's chips on their own, lightly salted. Yeah. That's it. No sauce or anything? Um, no, a bit of tomato sauce if needed. I like tomato sauce. Is there the best, what's the best, now you call them, do you call them chippies? Chips. Uh, what we find is strange that we call you call it chips, but you yeah. eat like we call them crisps. Yes. So yes. when we when you say hot chips, we don't understand the difference. Chips are always hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> totally <laughs> okay. because you okay. call them chips. So we'll uh, just uh, draw a line and define it. Just chips in the in the British Welsh <laughs> way. Sorry. So, what's the best chip shop that you found in Cardiff, mm. Roger? I'll see if you if you agree. Um, soon. There's a couple of very good ones. There's uh, Flanagan's. What a great name. Finnegan's. Finnegan's in Lannishan. They're very good. Mm-hmm. I um, don't eat them because I'm celiac, so oh. I, I don't have chips because they cook them. There's not any special. It's the one in Cronella, the fish and chip shop, they're all gluten-free, yes, which is. is amazing. Yep. We haven't got a shop in Cardiff that does gluten-free. Oh, that's devastating. Although they do gluten-free on one day of the week. Yeah, oh, sometimes. They? Yeah, yeah, they do sometimes. So like they change out the oil before they use the fat for anything else. Yes, they do gluten-free days. Yes, 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 yes. But um, no, so I'm not a hot chip fan. Oh no, devastating. <laughs> no. Sorry about that. And I'm watching my diet, so I can't have too many chips. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at least, but it's like we've always got to ask that question mm. on the podcast. Of course, Ethan, would you like to? So the next question. Well, the other question we always ask on the podcast is, how did you become a Christian? And uh, Roger, because you started with that one. Sue, do you reckon you could kick off the answer that um, one? I know this sounds funny because we've, we've done this in our church. We used to have a, pro, uh, a sort of a Sunday once a month where we did my story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. different people in the congregation did my story. I, I can't remember a time when Jesus wasn't in my life. Um, I don't know whether you've heard of the Salvation Army. Yes. Yeah. Well, when I was lost on the beach, you'd find me in front of the Salvation Army band singing. So from the time I was five <laughs> or six, which is my sort of earliest memory, I knew Jesus wanted me for a sunbeam, <laughs> if you like. <laughs> um, and since then, my faith has grown. I was baptised at 15 um, and haven't 
veered since and has just got stronger and stronger and spiritual life has grown and we served the church. We met in church, youth club, um, married in our church, the children were dedicated in our church and so the church we go to is called Albany Road Baptist Church and it's our spiritual home and has been for 60 odd years. Mm. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. Can I ask you one question though, is uh, were you, uh, your parents Christian? They went to church. Okay, yeah, yes. Token Christians. Yep. My mother became a Christian later in life when, after my father died, and she became very active in our church and she recommitted her life. Um, but they were Methodists, and so they were brought up in Christian families. Mm-hmm. But that's not the same as committing yourself no, and knowing not. Jesus as a, a person. Mm-hmm. You know? But mm. yeah, so that's uh, my story. Okay, Roger. Your turn. Yeah, uh, right. I was brought up in a suburb of Cardiff called Lanishan. Um from the early days. I can't remember exactly when, but I used to go to Lanishan Baptist Church uh, Sunday school and um, developed from there. I had a very good teacher, Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Clark, who was uh, very close to us in many years and in latter years as well before they passed away. But um, she was the main person that gave me and told me about Jesus and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout life, I, I, went, I went to the church, Baptist Church in Lannishan. I went to uh, Cubs, I went to Scouts there. And then uh, I grew up. Um, my father, unfortunately, died when I was 15. And so it was just only my mother and myself. So um, we were still attending church in Lannishan at the time. Uh, but my uncle was an elder of Albany Road Baptist Church. And seeing as it was only the two of us, he took us under his wing, as to say, you know, he was an elder in the Baptist Church. And um, so we moved to Albany Road Baptist Church and been there ever since. <laughs> Uh, as it's Sue said, we've grown up together, we did youth club together, you know, we've done all the things. Um, God has been in my life ever since those early days. Um, I've been through quite a few trials and tribulations, and uh, He's always been there for me. He's opened another door. I've lost my job, made to redundant so many times, um, through no fault of myself. Yep. Um, but he was there, edged me on, told me, don't give in, you're okay. And then another door has opened and, you know, mm. that's been my life throughout. Mm. And, we, you know, we've been able to, with the church, we've been able to travel, we've been to Mission in Ghana, we've been to Romania, places like that. Most people wouldn't even think of going. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you guys, so you obviously grew up in the church, you've been in the church for a long time. Can you paint a picture of what it was like in Cardiff when, like, what was your childhood like in Cardiff? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to get this wrong, but can you tell us around what years it was? Because I didn't want to sound rude. Well, no, I was seven when I moved to the Cardiff from the valleys. Mm. Uh, very sheltered, not sheltered, very open in those days. You know, I'm 76, so I don't worry about knowing my age. So it was, the doors were always open. Everybody was friendly. Mm. You were free to roam. Um, 
So coming to the big city of Cardiff from the valleys was a big move for me. Um, and we bought our first house. And I'm an only child like Roger, so we've got no sort of extended family. Um, and of course, it was just after the war. So all around where we lived was bomb sites. Yeah. Because they bombed churches, they were trying to get the docks. So it was very difficult. Um, but we, we had a happy childhood. Um, I made friends quite easily. Um, I, I didn't enjoy school very much. Um, that was just that was just me. I think um, I was. I'm I'm not so bad now, but I used to be very sensitive. So people teased me, and that may always I reacted to teasing. So they teased me more. I wore glasses from the time I was four. Um, so they used to call me Four Eyes and reservoir and tap because I cried so easily and you know so it was it wasn't an easy childhood no. but it was okay um high school was better um and I left school at, I got my GC, what we call GCSEs that's like the HSE kind of thing isn't um, it? yeah I think yeah. so um, and then I went into the civil service okay and started work when I was 16 I didn't want to stay on in school um oh, I should say that's this if you're leaving in like kind of, kind of year 10 that would be yes you're oh, so that's yeah a, that's called a school certificate here. yeah school that's certificate so. yeah and then you can stay on and do the hire yep, but yep. i didn't want to do that i wanted to work and and of course in those days i'm talking about the early 1960s it was easy to get a job you sort of choose what you want and your job was for life yeah i mean of course in the days that i was working when you had children you had to leave there was no provision for working with children once I had our daughter, I was 24, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, 24. Um, <coughs> I left work. So, but as Roger said, you know, growing up, you had a more privileged life than I did. My, my parents were not well off at all. Um, so we didn't have much. We'd say in the grandchildren, we didn't have a television, we didn't have a car. They can't understand things like that. Yeah. We didn't have an inside toilet. Outside, we only had an outside toilet. Yep. Yep. Didn't have a bathroom, two up, two down. Mm. Roger was for more affluent. Yes, um, <laughs> in our house, we had a semi-detached house, but it had an inside toilet. <laughs> and a bathroom. No getting out in the middle of the night and going outside. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually like just hearing you talk about that. Um, we had Pete Crawshaw on a long time ago. Yes, um, Stu's dad, and he was his, your exactly description is same. very, very similar to what it was yeah. like yeah. in Sheffield for the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Initially, it was great. I, my childhood was good. I had a lot of friends mm. um, who lived in the street, and we were close. You know, we would hang out together if you like. You know, yeah. But uh, we mainly. One of our friends, Peter, he had uh, a table tennis table in his garage. So we'd spend most nights playing table tennis. <laughs> awesome. And I've played table tennis ever since, you know. <laughs> but it's great, you know. It was, it was a way of bonding together with us. Unfortunately, mm. Peter died uh, uh, quite a few, quite a long years. Well, he was only quite in his 40s, yes. wasn't he? Yeah, well. yeah, Roger's best friend. So uh, I lost contact with the other boys. Mm. But um, that's part of life growing up. You move in different directions. You meet new friends, you know, and you know, you know we've been at the church, you know, for all over sixty years, and we've grown up as a, a group, yep. as a group of youngsters that came to youth club and everything, and they we've grown together, and we've intermarried, if you like, <laughs> in between the group. Yeah. So it's quite a few of us, you know. We've I've been with a girlfriend, 
that's married to a friend and <laughs> Sue's been married, you know, in all as boyfriend and girlfriends, you yeah, know, but yeah. uh, over the years. But uh, we've been married over 54, 54 years soon. Mm. 55 years next yeah. month, yeah. And of course, in those days, there, wa you, there wasn't the opportunity to go to college or uni as much as there is now. So most of us all stayed in Cardiff. Yeah. Yes. So we didn't move away. Mm. Um, so we all still go to the same church. Mm. There's so at cool. least 10 of us all in the same church that have known each other since we were teenagers. And, and every, we used to go out every Saturday. We'd always go out for a meal together. And we're still doing it. Still doing it. Although, although some of them have lost their partners, yep. we still go out with them. And it's uh, possible one has uh, uh, heart problems, and you know, and they over the years they've uh, struggled. Mm. But we tend to go to their house or something, mm. so nice. everyone gets involved. Yeah. And is it? Uh, I was get, uh, there's a few things I want to ask you. Sorry, so I was ticking them over in my head, but. Tell us what youth club was like at that time. Oh, youth club. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we had really good. Yeah. You had a Coca-Cola machine. <laughs> okay. And that, where you had to put money in it. Sixpence. Yep. sixpence. An old sixpence. An old sixpence. Sixpence. Yeah, and you get a change. Oh. But the deacons from the church banned it. Why? They thought it was gambling. Because oh. <laughs> we had money back out of it. <laughs> Can you imagine? So Are you really yeah. gambling on something coming out? <laughs> what's, the, yeah. what's the outcome that you're gambling on? Yeah. But well, we you're, used getting to play. you're getting the drink back and money. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> we, played, we used to play badminton, yeah. table tennis. We had a, our old church hall. It was built in 1889. Had a very high ceiling because it used to be the old... It used to be the church. Okay. Then we built a, a more modern building in the 1930s, so yeah. it became our hall. But it had a ceiling like this, so we used to play badminton. And a lot of, lot of racket sports going on yes. in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah well, there was, yeah. I mean, still are now. Is that like a space issue? Like, we can play a smaller game somewhere? Is that why, do you think, or is it? I don't it know. I don't know what... Mm. You know, sport's always been around, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, it's an ideal yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We should, yeah, we should play yeah. some. I'm sure that we actually, as youth pastor, I'm sure you have played some racket we sports. We have here. definitely played some racket sports here. Yeah. Have you it's ever seen fun. that game? Uh, it's like a, it's like tennis, but it's indoors, and there's like if there's like statues in the in there, and like if you hit the statue, it's a certain amount of points, <laughs> but you keep playing. I have to find it's outrageous. It's got like dodgeball. We play. Oh, dodgeball is that's am I right? It's yeah, dodgeball. dodgeball. You, you play. Ball. Well, you, you're in youth it? club. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> We've been leaders of youth club for many years because we started in youth club and then became leaders as, as we got older. Both quali qualified youth leaders. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, work for, for the, the council, local education we authority. The council as well. and the outside. Oh, yeah. okay. What does that mean if you're qualified as a youth leader? Well, it means that you, we were both worked for the local education authority in Cardiff. Okay. Okay. Paid. Um, as wardens of, of youth clubs in the evenings. In the evenings. Oh, and what, so what's the purpose of the having the? Is it every every evening of yeah. the week? Yeah, yeah. And why is that? Is it because other like parents are working? Uh, no, no, it's no. just to keep the kids off the street. Really. Okay, in the evenings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. this isn't church. Church was always church yeah. youth club was always on a Saturday, mm. um, but no, this was. I used to work two days, two three nights a week, mm. and you work two nights a week. Um, that was when the children were about five and two. Mm -hmm. I went back to work then. Mm -hmm. uh, so Roger would come in from work and I'd go out to work. 
as things were, you know, money was always difficult, mm. so that's mm. how we managed. Mm. Um, but yeah, we loved youth work. We love young people, mm. even as we weren't that old, but we love young people. Um, and we still do. We still love young people. We get well, on with I give young up, people. I gave up about three, three or four years ago, running mm. youth club. Yeah, it wasn't, well, it wasn't very a couple long. Of others. Why do you find young people, like, why is it mm. so important for you to stay connected with young people? I think because young people need direction. Certainly more now, as um, the world gets a, gets worse. Yeah. There's too many attractions, um, and why I you know I love technology, but there's too many things for them to see and get led by. Yeah. I see that here, with our little granddaughter who's only six, and she's very provocative, and it's only because of what she sees on YouTube, and she's just copying, and it saddens me, mm. it saddens me greatly. So um, it's in, in in a sense of kind of like, if you're being, if you're like just wanting to be a, a, an older Christian presence in young people's lives. Yes, to, definitely. So they can, yeah, okay. So they yeah. can obviously try and be more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, but you, you've got to lead by example. And if you love them, they know. They know if you love them. They know if you care about them. Yeah. Um, do. All I, I mean, we've got our group, the teenage group, which is what, 11 to... 18, yeah. but they don't stay much longer than 15. Um, both of us help sometimes with those young people mm. on a Sunday morning mm. when they have like a class. It's called 24-7. And um, we love it because mm. it's just teaching them about the church. Well, not the church, teaching them about Jesus and what a difference it can make in their life. And mm. they respond. Mm. You know, they always respond to you. If your feeling for them is really genuine and they know... They know. And if your feeling for Christ is genuine, they know that too. Yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Do you find that you also learn from them as well? Um, yeah, in a way, you know. Mm. It, it's, it's difficult, really. In, in some cases, they, you do learn from them through, I don't know, through their parents. You know, it's passed it through their parents and we yeah. get uh, feedback on I, th I think one of the things we mentioned to Stu is that, because church in Britain is very different, or Wales is very different to here. Mm. I mean, in our, in our church, we have um, Nigerians, Indians, Sri Lankans, Kenyans, Ghanaians, uh, Indians, Iranian. Ir Iranians, Lithuanians. It's wow. a very mixed congregation. Yeah. And the, the black families bring their own evangelical influence into the church. Um, and uh, you notice that the, the Nigeria, certainly the Nigerian families are very Bible-based. Mm. And those, those children know their Bible right. mm. much better than England, English or Welsh children do. Yeah, well. it, it seems to have gone by the board. I mean, when I was in Sunday school, I used to take scripture union exams, mm. you know, to show how much you know about the Bible. Mm. Um, and although... You know, we're saddened because David doesn't go to church. He still had to have the children christened. That's part of his. And if something's wrong here, he will ring up and ask me to pray about a situation. And he found the church for us and was quite happy for us to bring the children as well. And when they, I think they choose to do scripture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's got them doing scripture. Fantastic. So, you know, we pray that, God will bring him back. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, 
seed is there. The seed mm. is there. Well, I think, yeah. And I think that's what you were also doing when you're hanging out with the younger crew. Mm. Um, back at your at your church in Wales, like yeah. I, I think they're definitely seeing that. And as you said, they know whether you, whether you truly love them or not, yeah. and also whether or not you love Jesus. Yes, and I think that's what's yeah. really important. I and mean, like, mm. I mean, Ethan's been indoctrinated by by Stu about youth ministry for a long, long time. <laughs> mm. But I grew up in youth ministry. I was a youth leader. Ethan is now a youth pastor mm. here at Soul Revival Church. Mm. Um, we also have the same thoughts around like the youth is that it's like we say that they're the church of today not just tomorrow no definitely and and having that i think having that attitude Mm. with our younger crew really helps them grow up to be more like in terms of discipleship and just learning the bible Mm. and just also trusting you and you showing them respect and loving them like you said i think it makes a huge impact Mm. i mean do you want to you are the youth pastor i i have i have nothing other other than other than uh, everything being said is super <laughs> solid in that in that yeah we just so much of so much of the joy you get out of youth ministry is as you love them mm-hmm. uh, getting to a point where they go oh no actually we love you too like like mm-hmm. it, it actually is this beautiful yeah. friendship yeah, it is yeah and and it is it does become something that's like that love is like they can see that and yeah. they can recognize mm-hmm. that and they can feel mm-hmm. that and it is, yeah, we, we talk a lot at Soul Revival about being friends with one another. Mm. And that and amongst f- generations too. Yeah, and, and that Definitely. friendship and that yeah. friendship is, is because of our love of Jesus mm. and how Jesus commands us to love God and love one another. Mm. And so it doesn't matter who we're yeah, talking to, right? Like yeah. it, mm. if, you're, if you're a teenager or you're not, like <coughs> it, it's, it's actually a fantastic ability to, uh, as Christians, talk to anyone mm. and love anyone. Yeah, mm. and and that's really yeah. beautiful, and I really love that uh, that that's where you guys have mm. got to. Um, I do have a question though. Yeah, uh, you're talking about how uh, church in Wales is different to church here, and you're talking about the multiculturalism of it and, and yeah. other things. Uh, but are there any other differences that that you well, find over overseas? Not really. I mean, this is why we like this church because the actual setup, the freedom of worship, yes. is similar to ours, mm-hmm. in that we have the quite a few songs at the beginning, people take part, people read. I'm the deacon for world mission, so there's always a section of world prayers. Um, Very much on our heart is the war in Ukraine at the moment because it's affecting us quite a lot. Um, And we've got a very powerful preacher, our minister is is a very powerful preacher, Richard, and um, his sermons are really good. We have a time of sharing. Uh, he's very keen for us to share if God has touched us in the week and we go up and tell the rest of the church as encouragement. We have an open time of prayer, which isn't always... It's good because people pray, but you can't hear them without a mic, you know. Mm. But at the end of the day, God knows what, what's being mm, yep. prayed for. So um, that's good. So our, our actual service setup is very like yours. But the Church of Wales isn't. Yes, okay. The, the Church of Wales has... As a denomination, okay, it's like a hymn prayer sandwich. Is what <laughs> I got. Sorry, it's a new phrase to you. A hymn prayer sandwich, and it's all from the book, yes. which, which I I assume the Church of you've broken away from that. We we are we are going from a book. It's just not 
Yeah, it's got a prayer. We, we try and do a, pr- a prayer book service, yeah. but yeah, it's but the, it looks a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the, it, it's the same structure. Yeah, and uh, the same stuff gets talked about, but it's we're not just reading from the book. That's right. No. Yeah, but the um, there are a lot of evangelical Anglican. I could say Anglican. It's easy if you try springing up in Wales, isn't there? Church yeah. of Wales. Mm. There's one called Citizen Church, which is only around the corner from us, and that has 300 young people. There's no chairs. They sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that is growing and growing and growing. And, yeah, it, <clears throat> it is, it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, the, the power of just preaching the gospel yes. right, is actually... It's it's funny that we we when we do it on our other podcast we call the shock <coughs> shock absorber we've talked about many various things throughout history and how we do church and all that kind of stuff and then we look at we looked at revivals and things like that and mm. all the revivals like and there was a Welsh revival too oh, wasn't yes. there yeah. mm. um, early nineteen hundreds yeah yeah um, and we looked at some of them in America as well mm. but they all started with one person or a small group of people praying mm-hmm. and sharing the word with people that's it that's how they started mm. and it. I think it's funny how when we think about how we do church and things like that, it's mm. like, oh, if we do all these things, then people will come. Mm. But a lot of the time when you hear that, it kind of sounds like you're relegating the influence and the um, ability of God to actually make it happen. Mm. Rather, So then like, okay, let's say, instead with these revivals, they're like, let's align ourselves with God and keep praying, keep talking to God, and then he'll do the work through mm. us. And I think... I don't know if it's the Western church or what church it is, but it's kind of like we try and professionalise everything mm. and we end up forgetting that actually God's the one that's doing the work through us. I don't yeah. know if you agree, but um, we're just having a conversation. What do you think, Roger? You got anything to add? I think so, yeah. Um, I, was going to, I was going to say something. Was gone. <laughs> Over to you. That's right. I do that, I do that all the time too. <laughs> um, Gimmicks don't work. Yes. Mm. That, it's got to be a sincerity and belief really and the same as with the young people yes the same, that's same right mm. uh, oh and they can they can see through gimmicks oh, oh yeah. of course they can like nothing else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, i think we found it harder it, covid's done a lot of damage in yeah. in britain really mm. as far as churches so many people haven't gone back to church for different reasons i mean we had three years really where we weren't allowed to we went back to church a year last september with masks, mm. no singing, mm. and it's only sort of last year that we've got. Now we're back to normal with our music group and and everything. Um, but yeah, prayer is a, is a big thing. We have a prayer meeting again. It's on Zoom. Mm. What we, it's difficult. I like technology. I'm not good at it, but at least you don't have to get up and go out. Yes. But then you see there are the older generation who who not technical who haven't got computers who ha- so they miss out on everything because they can't join in yep. um so it, you know it is a difficult one but uh, the church is a family it's not a segregated older young person it's a family mm-hmm. and we're all from different <coughs> families we're all different colors different sexes different abilities but we've got a big sign all across the front of our church saying everyone welcome and that is what we established everyone welcome mm. whatever they like we've got we're not as rich an area as as uh, Stu was telling us um, we've got people sleeping in our car park homeless people sleeping in our car park that we try and help we've got a hardship fund so we try and help them with sleeping bags and of course the weather's wet and we take them for breakfast and things 
We have a lot of drug addicts around, so in the car park we very often find needles and things like that. And they're the ones that we've got to minister to because they're the ones Jesus would have ministered to, not not the the upright. Years and years ago, when when we first started in the church, our minister put a, um, a poster up, this church is for sinners only. (laughs) <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many people were offended by that. Yeah. 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 Oh, and the thing is, we are no. <laughs> the members. Oh yeah, yeah, the members. But that's what we are. We are all sinners yeah. and saved by the grace of God. Yeah. So yeah. what can you say? Yeah. You know, um. it's, it's it's funny because <laughs> it'd be interesting. Like that, this this church is for sinners only, and that that everyone's welcome sign is the same thing. Like, right. Which it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's actually it's a really lovely. It seems like they're opposite, but they're definitely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The other thing our minister suggests doesn't mean everything goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what you've got to realise. It doesn't mean that anything you can do anything because we're still battling with the Church of England saying, you know, gay marriage and all that issue. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We vo- voted to say that our ministers doesn't do that. Um, so that's that's sort of a contentious issue. Mm. Um but no, that's what we say. It doesn't mean anything goes just because everybody's welcome. And that's the story of the church over history. It was also working through contentious issues in society. Yeah. But still, how do you bring Jesus' love? Mm. But Jesus' love doesn't mean ev- everything. No. I think it's also speaking truth in love as well. Mm. And I think that's what has always probably been a battle for Christians across time. Rather than rather than just right now as mm. well, but I there was I did want to delve a little bit back into history because that's what we like to do on this podcast. But also, I'd love to hear how you guys met. Yes, and how your relationship developed because you, you said you met at Youth Club. But Roger, you haven't said much lately. Please, please, <laughs> you, you start. Um, well, through the Youth Club, we often had church weekends, Youth Weekends, which we have it down in the what was called the boys' village. And there was a sleeping quarters and then there was a church there and there was a room for discussions. And we would have a couple of the church leaders come and talk to us and bring us up to date with our Christian lives. And uh, Sue had um, previously been engaged before I met her. Although we we were in the same youth club, she had a fiance, if you like, <laughs> but uh, she'd broken it off, and uh, as it was, we were on the weekend, and uh, Sue was having. We were out walking in a place called Land Carf, and which was one of the countryside villages, and uh, she was having trouble walking, so I assisted her in helping her. Good move. And um, well that was the start of something which has lasted <laughs> nearly 54, 55 <laughs> years. But um, yeah, no, that's what it started from. Um, mm. uh, when Sue went home and said, oh, I've met a nice chap. Um, he seems very nice. He's from Lanish and his name's Roger. And um, her mother said, well, I told you to leave off boys for a couple of, what, for a couple of months and see how it went. And there you are. <laughs> Now look what you're doing. <laughs> 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 now is this true? Yeah. Is this true, Sue? Every word. Every, every word. word. Okay, good. Yeah. Just making yeah. sure. Fantastic. Yeah, so from there, you know, we moved on. Um, we got married. 
and um, but we, we bought a house. God brought us together. There was no yes. doubt. Yes. Oh about no, that. there was. Sorry, there was no doubt about that because, I mean, one he shouldn't have been in Albury Road anyway. He would have been in Anishin. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's because his dad died, but you know, at least he got there, mm. and. Um, in those days, you couldn't get married until you were 21 without your mm. parents' consent. And I, my parents were very, very sensible. They didn't stop me getting engaged because I would have fought against it. <laughs> but I knew that it was wrong. And God, without, I don't know why it happened, but the words came into my mouth, I don't want to be engaged to you anymore. And it hadn't been a thought but it was, it was God speaking to my so previous... So this is the previous relationship, mm. sorry. Okay. And, and that was it. And yeah. then, as Roger said, that was literally a week before. But as soon as we started going out, within three weeks, we were saying, when we get married. God brought us together. There was no, no doubt in our minds. Purpose. There mm. was a purpose in it. And, and as Roger said, we've had quite a few ups and downs in our lives, but yeah. every time God has been there, and we've always sought his help and advice i mean during covid we moved to a bungalow <laughs> which because we both got troubles with knees and hips and i mean if god wasn't in that because moving in the middle of covid in in wales would, is almost we've impossible been, I, yeah. been in the previous house 40 years mm. Mm. and it was just that we got to that stage where stairs were an issue yeah so we decided and we found the right one God, yeah, and and we um, we didn't know how it was going to go. We saw this different system. Obviously, in in Wales, my daughter said, "Mum, I think there's a bungalow." We'd stop searching, and my daughter said, "I think there's a bungalow that will suit you, Mum." So we went to see it, um, put an offer in. They accepted it. Then we put our house for sale, and it was sold the first day. The first day. Yeah. So God's wow. hand has been yeah. everywhere we've looked in our life. Yeah. God's been there, right in the middle. Right in the middle of, of every single thing. Yeah. And going back to the grandchildren, mm. <clears throat> when Emrys went back to school last week, Emrys is 10, and they all go to Grace Point. And, um, I know Emrys, but yeah. anyway, continue. Yeah. Do you know Emrys? I, I, I think I do. Well, I don't know anyone else called Emrys, and I used to do the before and after school care at Grace Point. Oh, yeah. But there you go. That's so GPAC you did, yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah. 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 Oh, we might That's have been. dropped him off. Possibly, <clears throat> yes. There you are. There you go. Yes. You only know one Emrys. That's hilarious. Yes, you don't get many Welsh names. Oh, no, here. definitely yeah, no. not. No, That's he, he came home. We will talk about this afterwards. Oh, there First is a there is a, a, a boy at our um, church called Yolworth, which is a Welsh name, I believe. It's true. Anyway. But yeah. he came home the first day and, and he wasn't very happy because the teacher he had was somebody who taught kindy and he said she teaches year six like kindy. So mm. I said, we'll give it one more day. So I said, shall we pray about it? And he said, yes. So we listened and I prayed and I said, you know, just help him to get through another day and to see how things go and not to be anxious. And we said, amen. And when he came home the next day, I said, how did it go? Much better today. Thank you, Nana. So I, we're seeding, we're, yeah, we're you know, we're, so. we're, yeah, we're, we're sowing all the you're time. You're being overt Christians, I think. Yeah. I think mm. that's what's also really cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're, um, you're showing there's a reason for your love. Mm. And I think that's really important mm. as well. It's like, and it's always a, again we talk about being Christians in society and stuff. It's a difficult to balance being a Christian, but also being in the world. Yeah, in I the think. world, but not of the world. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So well, for example, I mean, we're in our minister 
encourages us, doesn't he, to do things outside mm. and to share if God has led us to do something special. So you can tell them what happened when we went to the city, in the city, Circular Quay. You won't remember now. Oh, Circular Quay, yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, in Circular Quay, sorry. Uh, we were walking round, we'd been uh, into the gardens, we walked past the... Um, opera house and they were setting up the screens for Australia Day mm-hmm. and as we, we were walking along the, by the water's edge and you know that there's cafes there and on the lower level yep. but they used to, there were these two girls sitting at this table evidently they, they were English so they were, uh, <laughs> because they were completely very white <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we walked around them and as it was one of the girls had a, a fly on her. A wasp. wasp or something Ooh. on her thing. Yes. And she was going, oh, girl. And her friend was saying, yes, yes, get it off. <laughs> Sue came up and got a, flicked it off. And it flew away. And then uh, we started talking to them. And mm. apparently they were Irish. And they'd only just arrived in Sydney. They'd come via... Manila. Manila. And one girl had the fly, or the wasp on her. She'd lost her luggage. Her luggage hadn't yeah. arrived in Sydney. And uh, her medicines were in the suitcase. And she was short of the medicines. She was trying to get in touch with the airlines. But they weren't giving her much hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Sue said, do you mind if we pray for you? And she said, no, that'd be nice, thank you. <laughs> so we prayed for them. That her luggage would come. Yeah. That's what we do. And we were in Tesco's. Tesco's, you've heard of Tesco's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tesco. If anyone doesn't know, it's like yeah. Woolworths or Coles. No, and um, one of the assistants had, was really struggling. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, oh, I've got a terribly bad back. And I can't get a doctor's appointment. And I said, well, we're Christians. Would you like us to pray for you? And she said, oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I said, I mean, now. So that's in the middle of the shop. I said, can I touch your back? She showed me where it was, so I touched her back and prayed for her. And I said, well, you know, hopefully you'll get some relief. So the next week she said, oh, it's a lot better, thank you. <laughs> but that's what our minister's encouraging us to do, yeah. to take the gospel out into the street. Mm. Um, not push it down people's throats, but oh, there's always opportunity. Yeah. There's always, people are suffering, people are struggling. Mm. And there's not many times when you say to people, can I pray for you, that you don't get a re- positive response. You know, people are searching, people are, are wanting prayer, but not necessarily wanting to go to church. Yeah. That's what, the, the, they're searching for something, yep. but they look, they look at church and think they're all do-gooders and, they all, and we've got to change our life and, and they don't want to make that change. But to me, living a Christian life is freedom because mm. you haven't got any other road to follow but Christ. Yes. So I think it's freedom. Mm, yeah, I miss our church family, mm-hmm. you know, as well. We're itching mm. to get home. And yeah. There's a couple of them that are poorly at the moment and I want to find out how they are. So There's something truly beautiful about prayer. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is something that, particularly at the moment, as we are just kind of coming out of Christendom, there's mm. still enough people who get what we mean yes. when we say, can I pray for you? Like there's yeah. there's a yeah. there's an understanding that, oh, Christian, Christians talk to God and yeah. they believe in a God that is that heals and stuff like that. Mm. And, and mm. when people don't know, it actually gives us an opportunity to say, oh, that's, that's all I mean. 
like mm. uh, when I when I pray for you, I'm just we're just talking to God mm. and I'm asking Him for something. Yeah, uh, in your life, and, yeah. and it's really something that is can really make an impact. Oh, it does it's definitely really make an impact. Yeah. yeah, it's really really encouraging. Now, because we're on a tight deadline, because yes. you guys have to do the grandchildren pick up. You have to pick up Emrys. Uh, yes, Emrys. Sorry, uh, shout out to Emrys. We <laughs> the the question that we always ask at the end is, what do you wish you knew? That, and there was so much more that I wish we could get into, but I thought I want to respect your <laughs> your time. Mm. Um, so much more. A couple of, a couple of times you've both alluded to um, where there's been some difficult times in your life. So I'd love that you did like just keep that in mind. Just when I ask these questions, what do you wish you knew that you know now as a Christian that you wish you knew when you were younger? Because even Roger, you were talking about losing your job so many times mm. and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I went through a difficult time uh, when we were expecting our child, our first child. Um, and at the time it was difficult. Uh, I'd lost my job. It was made redundant. Mm. And I was worrying about Sue and our baby and being able to get another job. Yep. But as Sue said, you had a choice then. You'd go to the job centre and they said, well, what do you want to do? You know, there's piles of paper here. Where, what line do you want to take? My first job, when I first started, when, when, my, when my father died, my mother was working. Um, so money was tight and we had a conversation and we decided that I left school when I was 16 to go to work. My first job was um, working for a, a company called British Road Services, which were a haulier throughout Britain. Um, all right, I was only a tea boy, <laughs> but I moved from tea boy. In the, I was there for about six months doing teas and they moved me to the, their depot. And then I worked in various aspects of did warehousing, parcel deliveries, traffic office, and I was there for quite a few years. Uh, and I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed what I was, I did, and how we were converting, uh, in conversation with people all around the country, trying to get loads for the vehicles and everything, which was great. And, um, and then, over the years, I, I, I stayed in Road Haulage, and one of my last jobs, which was in 1970, I joined a, a local haulage company. And I was there for 25 years. But unfortunately, we were taken over and I, we made redundant. Again. But the company that took us over offered me a job with them then, after a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I went and went back for them <laughs> until they got to a position where they were too big and they had to reduce... Not the vehicles, <laughs> and the, the, the vehicles and the trailers and everything. Mm. We'd get rid of the staff. So they mm. got rid of half the staff. And of course, I've lost a job again. Well. I, I, you know, I was thinking, I don't think, certainly since we've been married, we've always tried to put God first. Yeah. Financially, yes, we've never yeah. been very well off. We, always, we, we, we double ties at the moment. Uh, Roger hasn't got a pension because he's been made redundant. Mm -hmm. But every... We never go short of anything. No. God yeah. always Provide. provides for us, always. Um, 
and and that's been the story all the way along, isn't it? Yeah. Really, God has always provided for us because we've tried to put Him first. And every year we have a motto text. And this year, our church's motto text is "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added up, added to you." And that's been our motto right for life. So I don't. Looking back, I don't think there's anything. I re- regret or wish no. I knew when we no. were younger no. because. We've always felt God's been there. Yeah, we're and just I mean, building us up all the yeah. time. Just mm. When, when um, in 2000, my mother was diagnosed with cancer and um, Roger's mother was 92. My mother was 82. And they were very good friends oh, that's nice. because they were both widows. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, we were getting to the stage where it was difficult because we were keeping them both in their houses, doing shopping, washing, keeping the house tidy as well as our house. And um, Roger's mum just dropped dead, just like that. We had mm. to get the police to break in the house. We couldn't get in. She was making breakfast in the morning. And that was it. That she was just, just died. collapsed on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And then um, when we were at a, fi- a financial time, Two it was difficult for us because Roger had lost his job again. We couldn't claim any benefits because I was working two days a week. Anyway, that's by the by. And then my mum came to live with us then, and she died in our house two months later. So we lost the both of them in 2003. Mm. But as only children, we had their money. Okay, Now, it wasn't masses, but ever since that, we've used that to benefit anybody else that we yeah. can. Yeah. This That's is why we've been field. to Romania twice. We've done mission to Ghana twice. Anybody needed financial help. That's the other thing we have is loads and loads of asylum seekers because they put them in the big cities. So we get Iranian, mainly Iranians, asylum seekers. Yeah. And we've got four, I think, that we've helped get houses. Yeah. We buy things for them. They call us their Welsh mum and dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're called <laughs> their Welsh mum and dad. Parents as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, but uh, what's God, God blessed us then with finances that we've never had before. Yeah. And yeah. all we try and do is bless other people with the finances that we've got. Mm. You know, it's... Sorry, I'm just looking at the water. Right on time. So, uh, to wrap it up, we like to wrap up the chips to finish off. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's the best laugh I've got. I'm laughing at the chips. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. Um, Just thank you very much for coming on. Mm. Thank you so much. Thanks for asking us. Thanks for making the time. Um, It's really lovely to know that part of our church family is you're you're over in Wales, and we are part of the same family. You talked about family before. Yeah. Jesus is the one that brings us all together. Yeah, so yeah. I've been really encouraged by oh, you guys. So thank, you, thank you very, very much. That's a pleasure. And Ethan, final words, quick. Oh, just thank you. And <laughs> you guys got to go. So uh, we like to finish every podcast with a one way, yeah. uh, where we just say to the camera, one way. So if you'd love to join us with that. It's an old, it's an old Larry Norman thing. He said <laughs> yeah. one way to Jesus. One way. One way. One way. One way. One way. One way.